Welcome back to 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, brought to you by 118 Media. This is Kelly D. I'm Brother Jet. And I'm Pearl Walker. 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, where we're talking about everything community, politics, news, and your voice in votes and why it matters. Right, welcome back to another episode of 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, brought to you by 118 Media LLC. I'm Kelly D. I'm Brother Jet. And I'm Pearl Walker. And I tell you what, hey, we got a show that is interesting. We are in the house, and the house is hurt, baby. <laughs> and I tell you. Uh, and we're going to kick it off like we always kick it off. What we want to do, we have our lovely guest, uh, Miss Sarah Houston. From Houston. From Houston. From the great state of Texas. <laughs> yeah, by way of a long bike ride here in the Memphis. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, what we like to do, Miss Sarah, is have our guests, rather than us, introduce them. We have our guests introduce themselves. Sure. But not in a modest way, too. We want you to brag <laughs> on yourself. We want you to name all the accomplishments and, and accolades and all of that. We want people to know what gives you the authority to sit here and tell us about these things that we're going to discuss today. Well, I'm a huge nerd, so that's pretty much my main um, accomplishment. That's, that's good stuff. That's good <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Um, so, no, I serve as the executive director of Protect Our Aquifer. So we are a local nonprofit here. Um, I was on the board for a year and got to know the issues from an advocacy side pretty early on. And then when they hired their first director, threw my hat in the ring, went for it. Before that, I was working at the University of Memphis, Caesar, and I was dealing with a lot of engineers and hydrogeologists and learning a lot from them as far as like, how do you really take this deep, deep science stuff and make it something that people can really understand and act on. Mm -hmm. um, so I like my background is more like political science and like just water management in general. And so I wanted to like make it something that people really care about because it's our water. Everybody needs it. Didn't sound sexy when you do it like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I um, uh, you know, born and raised Texas, and you know, Texas is somewhere where you get big droughts. So you know, early on, it was like, okay, hey, turn off the tap when you're brushing your teeth. I'm like, whoa, like the water might not come someday. Yeah. So it was something I was always like aware of moving out here. It's quality, you know, it's not so much it's not going to rain. It's like there's a lot of chemicals in the water. It's a different situation. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, otherwise I've done a TED Talk. That was pretty cool. Up at the, the um, Overton Shell and um, talked about water, if you can imagine. And um, bicycled 8,000 miles around the U.S. and Mexico and Hawaii. Wow. Um, a real biker. <laughs> so, yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you actually rode a bike? Cycle. Rode a bike. Mm -hmm. Cycled a bike. Yeah. Well, Jet, don't you, don't you ride a bike? I think I should it's been a few months since I've been on one. I'm about to get back on my bike. It's but, been longer than that. Because I'm getting fat. But <laughs> I, I am going to get back on the bike, yeah. So are you upgrading from the tricycle or are you still going to stay I've, on the tricycle? I've been past the tricycle. I've been past <laughs> I, mean, I can't believe Pearl took that shot. I, I, took off the training wheels last month. He's ready to go. I have a very quality road bike. Thank you, man. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So you got a $5,000 bike? <laughs> Not yeah, I ain't that kind of rider yet. But I, I, I imagine... 
Miss Sarah had one riding eight thousand miles. I did though. not. Yeah. I got mine half price at REI, so it was you know it's a touring bike, so it's a little longer, so you can hold out your gear on it. So oh, okay. we had panniers, like saddlebags up front and wow. back. So we had camping gear, clothes, food, water. Did it have hotels? Um, we stayed at a couple um, when we were just done, but mostly we camped. We called stealth camping, where you just like sneak was, off the road and well, hide somewhere. Well, well, well. Uh, started off with me, my husband, and then two of our friends, and they lasted about two months. And they're like, "Yeah, we're kind of over this biking thing." <laughs> the husband or the two friends? The two friends. Okay. Me and my husband, Patrick, were like, "This is awesome. We don't want to stop." So we did it for like a year and a half. Two friends, like, "Ah, uh, yeah, work call. Like, I gotta go work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My savings is running low. Yeah, well, my job." He was just like, "I'm bored," and she was like, "I don't want to bike everywhere all the time." And I'm like, "I want to do this every day." I saw a car go by yesterday and we need to be on it yes she's like i'm putting my thumb out um i'm done with this thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. so where did they leave you at? i'm just i'm curious they left us in vegas <laughs> Vegas. well okay. Yeah. okay we got to vegas we partied a couple nights and then they're like yeah we're going back to texas <laughs> yeah we, we've been vacation that's it okay so and and i know we, let's get focused we gotta get focused <laughs> But I got to say, though, so where did y'all start out at in this bike? Um, we actually started in New Mexico. So we drive past uh, West West Texas. It's just flat and nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah started in, like, Albuquerque area. And then we kind of zigzagged up through the southwest, Utah, <laughs> Grand mountains? Canyon, mountains. Oh, my oh, God. So you was, was riding the bike through the mountains? They the real deal. It was so oh, hard. Y'all real, real deal. So your yeah. friends, they stopped before you got to Utah? They took a shortcut. They didn't want to go up and around Utah where we did. They went. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> We're gonna meet y'all on the other side. Hey, hey, literally, hey, they're like, they, they took a shortcut and hey, steal quick. Hey, yeah. hey, you know they really ride it. They just said to the ride up there. And that's what they meant out there. Wow. <laughs> and then they and then you guys bike back down toward Vegas. <clears throat> yep, down to Vegas, and then we continued on <laughs> into Arizona, California, then went into Mexico and rode the whole Baja Peninsula all the way down to Cabo. And then we're like, well, let's keep going. And then we went to Hawaii, and I'd never even been close to that far from home. You flew to Hawaii, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people listening. Like, aqua bike, aqua bikes. Right? We're like, how did they get to Hawaii? Paddle boats. Right. At that point, CC line. Right, because we'll get that right. message. If you had to ask that question, right. we would have got message. Right. I, I know she lied. Yeah. I know she lied now. Like, okay, smart yeah. guy. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. good stuff. Now, yeah. now, what I want you to do before we get into anything um, is explain us, explain to us what Memphis is aqua for. Eels sure. and describe it. Yep, to yep, us. absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we always hear Memphis has good water. You know, mm-hmm. it's best ever, and that's really is true. And it's because of the geology. It's because of what's below ground. So, if you were to slice the land in half and look underneath, we've got what's called a shallow aquifer. So, think about like kind of rocks and dirt filled up with water, all the little spaces. That's a shallow aquifer. We don't drink out of that in Memphis. You go down a layer deeper. Mm-hmm. There's a big thick clay layer. Yeah, and you think it's like, amazing science with that with mm, that clay, and mm, I know just to smell. I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk all about. I took weather one weather and cl- climate course in Heck college, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Go, go and ahead. that water, yeah, that propane really... is really helping out right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I do is a uh, uh, is, is actually I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's 
not friendly to the, to the water layers. But go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you're talking about fracking and things like that. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. I don't know about fracking in Texas, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so you go to the layer deeper, there's that clay. That clay, you know, water doesn't move through clay very well. So it's like kind of this protective natural barrier. Then you go down even deeper, you got the Memphis sands. So literally think about like a sandbox that's been rained in. All those little spaces in between the sand hold water. And so MLGW and other you know uh, municipalities in Shelby County drill wells down and they pump up that water. And so it's pretty much just a sandbox underneath us that is 800 feet thick below downtown. When you get out closer to, like we're in Hickory Hill, mm-hmm. get closer to the east side of the county, the sands actually starts to come up to the surface. It's kind of like a big U-shape underground. Like a trough. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. exactly like that. And so rain enters in the ground, soaks in, filters in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, soaks in, filters in. So it takes a thousand plus years for rain to make its way down to downtown Memphis. But when you're closer east, the recharge zone, then that water might be coming in a little quicker. And it could be containing, you know, man-made chemicals and things we don't want it to have. But so aquifer, layer of sand, thick, bowl of water. And it's some of the best water in the world that's literally been filtering for a thousand years. God knows it's good, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, most people around the world. And I don't even think I should have to pay for it. Around the world. <laughs> even, even, when, even when you travel and people, you tell people you're from Memphis, it's, oh, I heard Memphis has great water. You guys right there on the Mississippi. They don't realize. They think mm-hmm. our great water source is from the Mississippi mm-hmm. River. Blech. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you don't right. want to drink nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I got a friend that's still swimming down there. I don't, I don't think you want to drink that. But, but yeah. Um, Catfish the size of cars. <laughs> For yeah. real. The cars. Yeah, they are. So I want to go back a moment. Um, you mentioned that you came to Memphis to work for Caesar at the University of Memphis. And so can you tell our listeners what What's, Caesar is? Yeah, how about that? I, 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 I know, right? Oh, sure, I, I, I know. Well, I thought, is she talking about Caesar Palace? I know, right? I was, I was like, about is, she, the, is she talking about the ruler? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they wish they were. But yeah, uh, yeah. no, Caesar stands for the Center for Applied Earth Science and Engineering Research. I know. So, and, so you, and there you, you all... They and you and they still do a lot of water tests. Correct, correct. So they are, you know, based at the University of Memphis, so they're a research center there, and they do a bunch of work looking at the aquifer. They've been studying it for 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that they do, actually like a function, um, MLGW, Bartlett, Millington, Collierville, and Germantown, each of those cities run their own water pumping stations. So since they, you know, give water to us, Mm -hmm. they've got to go through what's called a wellhead protection plan. So they got to look around, make sure there's no contamination nearby these wellheads. So Caesar actually produces those reports. So that's an annual contract they've got with the municipalities around Shelby County. Um, But then they also just do a bunch of studies. And I, when I was hired on in 2018, they had just got $5 million contract from MLGW. And that was paid for by MLGW customers, us, with a 1% rate increase. Mm-hmm. So about $0.18 cents a month going to U of M to study this clay layer and looking for contamination. And so when I came on, I was supposed to be the education outreach director doing all the information sharing and getting people, you know, really understanding what it is, what the problems are, and like what are the solutions. Well, uh, MLGW wasn't a big 
fan of uh, <laughs> direct, honest communication, and they have they have their changing MLGW. Yeah, can MLG. you imagine that? <laughs> our very first show, um, well, mine when I joined the team, mm-hmm. our very first show was regarding MLG and W, mm-hmm. and yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, th- I think they're they're getting a little bit better, but um, they were not interested in me talking about contamination in the aquifer. They did not want to hear about the potential for pollution, and it's like. Well, this is going to be an issue. <laughs> Did they want to flint or? They just didn't want to talk it? about it. You know, they, they're fear based. You know, it's like, don't make a move until it's a crisis. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, no. We wow. want to happen before the crisis happens. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I was there for at Caesar for about three years. Um, you know, it, it they do really good work to understand really what's going on with the aquifer. They also do some other stuff with like GIS. But, Ultimately, like I was like, we got things we got to talk about. And when I'm under contract for MLGW, I can't say certain things. And so with Protector Aquifer, advocacy, advocacy group, you know, like we say what needs to be said. <laughs> and that, so, that's a that's nonprofit a group. Right? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so actually you are their first paid executive director. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got all volunteer board and then I was the first employee. We got a second mm-hmm. and we're coming up to have a third next month. Okay, okay. Did you wink at Pearl about that job? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Pearl's the new science director. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I want to... Um, Bobby Brown's on there. <laughs> I am a Bobby Brown it, it, fan. I'm glad you said that because people won't know I, where that came I, from. <laughs> I own it, yes. So um, I want to go take the timeline back a couple of years and um, you become executive director of protect our aquifer and meanwhile we have um all plains american mm-hmm. who's trying to bring a crude oil pipeline through memphis and then we had the intersectionality between your organization of course mcap mm-hmm. memphis community against the pipeline that is now memphis community against pollution and then you had others on board sierra club climate reality project says yada 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 so speak to that that point in in this in in that equation mm-hmm. when all that when we all came together to to fight the pipeline and what did that what did the pipeline mean to the aquifer mm-hmm. absolutely yeah that was like such a historical moment for like not only the whole community but for protect our aquifer we were really just kind of figuring out what this group was we at the time had been a nonprofit for about four years still all volunteer board run. Like there was no really employees. And so we were really thinking more about like big picture management, manage the aquifer. Then when we get word of this, you know, crude oil pipeline plan to go through Davis Wellfield. Now, Wellfield, that's a cluster of wells. They're all drilled into the aquifer. That's where our water's pumped up, cleaned up, sent to our houses. So Davis Wellfield services all of like 38109, all of Southwest Memphis. And this pipeline was supposed to go right through it, like literally two wells on either side. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> it's like, that is, not a, that is not a best practice. You don't put hazardous chemicals directly through your drinking water supply. So that's a really originally like how Protector Aquifer kind of like got concerned about it. And so, you know, we go to a lot of public meetings and information sessions and just try and, like, get as much information to figure out what the strategy is going to be. And so we were really thinking about it specifically from Wellfield MLGW perspective. And then we go to a community meeting at T.O. Fuller 
um, and that was with the Boxtown community. And, um, you know, the late Representative Barbara Cooper was the hostess of that and pulled it all together, got Plains All-American, all the Bahia guys there. And, you know, we're like seeing how much community resistance there was. People were like, we don't want this. And we're over here like, well, we don't want it either. Cool. Okay. Like there's something here. And then that's when Justin J. Pearson comes on the scene and he had just moved back from Boston. He's back home during COVID. He steps up to the microphone. And if you know, Justin J. Pearson, you know, he's an orator mm-hmm. and everyone's like, who is this guy? And um, that just kind of what began us really thinking about not just the well field itself, but the whole community's concern with the pipeline. And that just led to, a bunch more meetings and conversations with locals and then with NCAT, WIMCAP and like Kizzy Jones and other folks, you know, founded that, you know, we were just, you know, it was really our founder, Ward Archer and Jim Kovarik and some of our core board members really trying to figure out like, how do we work with everybody on this issue and not only look at it from, you know, well field and permit perspective. Mm-hmm. But, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, so the, 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 the perception from the community. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to you guys making them aware, mm-hmm. were they aware of any of these things? I think they were aware of the pipeline itself, and they knew they didn't want this, you know, massive crude oil pipeline just coming underneath their ground. Now, this would be the same pipe um, pipeline they wanted to run through the Dakotas, right? It's not the, the same one, but it's kind of of that same crude okay. oil okay. type. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So different pipeline, um, but it was going to be carrying crude oil. So gotcha. just sludgy, nasty stuff. Right. <laughs> from from what I remember, that the community was well aware mm-hmm. of this, and they didn't want it. But what you guys brought was the language and the, mm-hmm. the words to articulate right. Right, the problem and the understanding of what this would do right. and why you want to fight against it. Exactly. Right. And, mm-hmm. and 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 wouldn't allow them to be ignored. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's good because I think mm-hmm. with, without you guys, I think that probably would have happened. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think a lot of times in the community, um, people do not want a lot of things or they want a lot of things, vice versa, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they don't know how to yeah. to get it done. You can't explain mm-hmm. it, so you just gripe about it. Right. And then it's put out there as just a gripe. Oh, right. then, you, then you get to be ignored. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're crying. Yeah. yeah. Because I still don't understand. Yeah. This, like, I, I understood the pipeline and the problems with it by right. looking at the Dakotas and, and all the uh, things. And some of the work that I do, Professionally, mm-hmm. I understand the problems that can come along with mm-hmm. things like that. And Colonizer, so, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so yeah. Uh, but giving the people the yeah. language and, and the words and, right. and, and why these things are problematic to to you, your health, and the community. Mm-hmm. Um, because at first it was it was it was just we don't want this versus jobs. Yeah. And right. jobs what, seem a little more important in right. that community uh-huh. until you start cr- explaining the downside of right. that. Right, right. Yeah, some of the counter jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, they were really crying about it. Mm-hmm. Jobs. But I, I, my thing is when they were talking about jobs, I was thinking like, are we talking about jobs for the people that live in that community? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the, Great they're, they're question. They're going to hire their own construction companies. They're going to hire right. experts that are in the pipeline construction. So they come into town. So what are they going to They're going to be going to fast food restaurants and going to convenience stores. And then they're out of here in like a couple months. Right. There's not there like the people be, that live in South Memphis no, going to get it right. No. There's going to be one permanent job created from this new 50-mile pipeline. It's like well, one job and now we're risking a whole community's water supply and taking people's land. 
hand. Yeah. And no, 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 that does not weigh out. Right. <laughs> and, and they spoke to these temporary jobs, and they gave one million dollars to different organizations mm-hmm. around the community, but simultaneously the well, $1 million, and they Pearl? were supposed to make 7 or $8 million per day. Oh, I remember P- Pearl, that. Pearl, can I ask a question? <laughs> um, and, and this is definitely important. If, I hope you can answer this question, because if not, I'm going to need to know it later on because I need to talk about this. What was the, what was the organization they were giving a million dollars to? It wasn't one organization. It was which, the, the t- like Oh, the you list. said which one? I like the list of those. I can send you the list, but one of them was um, <laughs> the NAACP. They got ten thousand. <laughs> That's and the then one I remember. Another <laughs> one was another one. So so simultaneously, we had an organization that was um, the organization that erected that produced the Ida B. Wells statue, mm-hmm. and so they got five thousand dollars. And so I'm, these people actually receive money. Yeah, they actually received money, and there were several other organizations around the around the city. So, as it relates to the Ida B. Wells statue, and I'm on a thread with those with those Uh-oh. that that organization, and I was thinking about it because I know they got five thousand dollars, and um, I sent I sent a, an email, and I was like, so what are we going to do about this five thousand dollars from All Plains American? And I didn't hear back from anybody. So and then eight and then eight days later, I got an email from my friend um, Kevin Brooks, and he said that they were returning the money because that's what Ida B. Wells would have wanted. So all right, Doctor. So simultaneously, mm-hmm. simultaneously. So did the NAACP turn it back? So simultaneously, MCAP Justin he did a Facebook. Fundraiser. He did a Facebook fundraiser to replace the five to raise the five thousand dollars that they returned back to All Plains American. So, so my organization, SACE, we gave a thousand dollars. It wasn't a big deal. We didn't do a press conference. We didn't have any kind of release because it wasn't about that. But he did raise the he did raise five thousand dollars and then some. The NAACP did not. Returned the money. They issued a statement, and the money went to their grant fund. Mm-hmm. So they give out community grants every spring. Once again, uh, uh, so I'm 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 responding to your question. Thank you. Okay, you, you, you did. The problem when you take that money, no matter what you do with it, you have now set the responsibility of being just as bad as them. Mm-hmm. No matter, and I'm a member of NAACP, and I have issues with that. When you take bad money. I don't care where it comes from or what you do with it at that point. You still endorse them. Yeah, and it's not like you. you sometimes you can take money because because people have shell corporations or shell uh, nonprofits and things like that. Sometimes you can take money and not know where it comes from. But that was yeah. you knew exactly where it that came was from. Face oh right yeah, there. well yeah. We, we got we got to say it. We yeah. got to clear the and table because the biggest awardee of money from Bahia Pipeline was University of Memphis Caesar. Yikes! Our aquifer program got money Yikes. from them. it was like two hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred and fifty k. So we got the biggest one, and this is when I was still there. Well, and I'm, I'm my mouth <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's put this on the table because you know I, this is when I was still there, and I'm on the board to protect our aquifer, and then I'm a staff person at U of M, pipeline company. You know, they talked to us because they're you know the aquifer. They want to know about the aquifer, and they want to give us this big money and. W- it was like, y'all, we can't take this. Like this, like we need to be a neutral Ooh. source of information. And that decision went up the flagpole, and U of M leadership was like, 
oh, no, 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 no. We're taking the money. We've got we've got goals for fundraising. Isn't that your school? Mm-hmm. I mean, I go well, there too. I got, and, my, and, I got my master's. <laughs> and simultaneously, they, all Plains American, they give this $250,000 and they're wanting them to um, render, and my language, mm-hmm. render an opinion on their potential of putting our water at mm-hmm. risk. So you see, you know, I'm giving you this gift, but I'm asking your opinion about the water as well. Mm-hmm. So how do you think I want you to opinionate opinionate right. and, and that right? was the thing yeah. it was like it was like you know reading the language of the grant there was like you know it was about education no strings attached and that's why leadership was like no 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 it's good there's no strings mm. attached i'm like if we make a statement about the pipeline strings are attached. there <laughs> there's there's a crossover and then as it got Public to be a master. bigger deal that's mm-hmm. the point you're I, supposed to see the strings. i wanted to do a facebook live you know like ask the science like do something literally former U of M president, this went all the way up to the top. Former president said, no, no Facebook Live. I'm like, we can't speak on this as the aquifer no. research center. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> whoo. So that was one of the tipping the points where I'm like, I need to be on that. <laughs> see, that's see, that's my whole point is, is what I said earlier when we were, we were talking earlier. We're only as good as the information that we have, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and just like and that's why I asked about the names because I knew there were some people with some names that <laughs> that didn't want to you didn't want to hear about. See, th- that's the problem. Where was the news at when this was going on? Mm-hmm. See, when you keep deceiving this community, you wonder why we're in these conditions mm-hmm. because it's what's good. And, for and me. that's the reason. That's the reason too. That's why. I, uh, all, all Did you talk. get a check yet? Uh, <laughs> I did notice. How long that check came out? A couple years ago? Yeah. They 20, gave me a check out. Yeah, 2020. 20. Something like that. Yeah. I did notice that Jet Lucas got some extra stuff. Uh, all, of sudden, the, the, <laughs> all of a sudden, the lifestyle boosted, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, if He's got wearing a, check, a Rolex right now, everybody. I just <laughs> want to point out. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. <laughs> if, 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 I, if I had gotten a check, uh, our aqua would be full Tennessee Jack <laughs> whiskey for everybody. But On tap. <laughs> but anyway, this is good information, though. This but, is, I, well, Pearl, one of the things that you brought up a lot during out the the pipeline thing was, um, you know, the fossil fuel foolery and the tactics. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So, Pearl with, did what? Oh, she was good. <laughs> so, she, so she was I'm also, I'm also the, the um, environmental fight, justice that chair. That thing you keep talking about. Yeah. Right. For the Memphis chapter NAACP and our national environmental justice committee is very very active, very strong, very active. And they came up, thank you for mentioning that. Mm -hmm. And so they came up with this list of tactics that these fossil fuel companies do to have their way, manipulate situations, um, misinform the community. And we came up with this list called um, these 10 tactics, fossil Foolery, and one of them is dealing with like the the um, the employment m- m- misrepresenting they these companies they misrepresent what they're going to actually do to benefit the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other things is in 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 taking advantage of people's not under not understanding this whole piece as we have already um, spoken to. We do take the water for granted we're not clear this term fossil fuels we we're not sure on on what that means and so if 
if someone is coming to you with information surrounding that, um, they can easily make you think that these fossil fuels are not harmful. And I've, this has always been a tongue twister for me, fossil foolery. Okay, I got it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that has been um, part of our advocacy because not just Memphis, but you have an endless number of communities around the country who are dealing with this who are dealing with this same issue Mm -hmm. and the ECJ chairs of the different chapters around the country we do a a monthly meeting and so ongoing um, we're, we're faced with this and some other issues as it relates to communities of color the environmental racism affects the affect communities where the people look more like us and then the individuals who are on the advocacy side trying to affect policy to um, save these communities are people who don't look like us. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, I didn't mean uh, Yeah, I and when one of those big yeah. tactics was, you know, donate a bunch of money to people that would potentially be resistant to these projects and make sure you smooth over any of that. And they, I mean, it was like they checked every box of like what they normally do. And we're like, okay, we see through this, you know? So, Uh, you know, so at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. right. Where do we, where are we at now with this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the big things that was, you know, the benefit to this Bahia pipeline thing was it just raised people's awareness. They're like, okay, you know, I've always heard our water's good, you know, but whoa, it can be threatened, you right. know? And then the other side of it is... people take it for granted. Yeah, 100%. I just pop the water, run, it comes yeah. out, brush my little teeth, I keep running yeah. for 30 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People take that for uh-huh. granted. And I mean, just like when you, especially when you live in a city, you know, you just don't have a good sense of like where your basic stuff comes from, where your food comes yeah. from, the grocery store. No, it came from a farm or a factory or, you know. And so that's the same with water. You turn on a faucet and you just don't know. So part of it was like, the community just like took it upon themselves to learn so much. And that was just amazing. And then in general, just like building that movement is like people power. That's like Justin J. Pearson says it all the time. And like we at Protector Aquifer have not been successful in a box. You know, it's been people and public pressure and people learning about whatever the issue is at the moment and being like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to send an email or go to a meeting or make right. a call because of this. Like, heck yeah. It's important. Exactly. Uh, so All the way to here at this table right here, and we're talking about it, a show that normally just talks with candidates about mm-hmm. political things and all that. But these, these things are political. Mm-hmm. And it, as Pearl mentioned, they, ha- they, they have a lot to do with poverty as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. that's why I've always said on this show that poverty is a crime. Mm-hmm. Poverty is violence. Mm-hmm. And this, mm-hmm. these are the things we never see. and Because and we don't. I think a lot of times the layperson doesn't connect them together, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's why you go to, to uh, these communities that's located in these basins or whatever, Permian Basin, mm-hmm. Eagle Ford, and places mm-hmm. like that, that who have to contend with fracking and things like that. The poor communities suffer uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't consider that as a place to, who deals with water, insecurity, mm-hmm. and things like that. But it could be Flint. Yeah. You know, anywhere you have these things 
happening. I think Jackson just mm-hmm. went through uh, a huge, huge yeah, deal. down in Jackson, mm-hmm. Mississippi. You know, our neighbors still dealing with it actually, yeah. Yeah. and they still and yeah. then they made the, and they asked for the help, and they made them seem like they were begging mm-hmm. for something that they deserve. A basic need, right. a clean basic water. Clean they are water. still treating them that way, like they're begging for I help. Right. And, <laughs> and, and that's the part that I find so disturbing mm-hmm. because we pay tax dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know how many people have been to a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have the paved roads. You don't have the water system, the sewer system that you have in this country. Mm-hmm. Right. That is paid for by tax dollars. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think. See, what happened there? We don't have enough civics lessons mm-hmm. on how things. I work. was going to say that <laughs> because see, the reason why they get to charge me all these taxes for every doggone thing is because MLGW never provided me with. A basic need, right? Mm-hmm. And the government is supposed to oversee that. That's the whole reason you have a dog. It, it's government from the from the federal to the state to the yeah. local level. When you study philosophy, any attorney, if you've been, if you're an attorney, you've studied all these things. One basic tenet of American liberal liberalism, and, and I don't mean liberal versus conservative. He, I he mean autonomy, <laughs> autonomy, <laughs> autonomous, or whatever. Um, one of the tenets is do you oh, get liberty. to gov the reason the you are governed is by the consent of the people. Right. And the reason people give that consent is mm-hmm. for protection of these basic, basic needs. Services, That's right. right. Uh-huh. So you can take my money from me before I get it called taxes. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And I allow that because you owe me now services. Mm-hmm. That's thing. You're paying for that. And, and and that's right in right along with the Constitution. Pearl, you got something? Yeah, so where I want to go next, I want to go somewhere and then we're going to come back to the fossil foolery. <laughs> And like the pipeline Cooper. work, the advocacy. Yeah. So um, the area where the pipeline was scheduled to come through, and I just want to say for the record, they never they never had everything they needed to proceed with the pipeline, but that was one of their false narratives mm-hmm. that they had out there and had people thinking that they were really coming, but they it was never a done deal. Like I said, they never had everything that they needed, but that area, that southwest area, that western part of the city that, that goes along the river, um, the President's Island going all the way down to Westwood, Coral Lake, so it's, it's a highly toxic area. That right. area has um, four times the cancer rate of the national average. The life expectancy of that area and a couple of neighboring zip codes um, between that area and Collierville is anywhere from um, 14 to 20 years, and we have data on that. So Mm -hmm. what I want you to do at this time, Sarah, is speak to the meeting yesterday that we Oh, you had a meeting yesterday? Yeah. It wasn't a Protect Our Aquifer meeting, but we were there in solidarity with MCAP, so Memphis Community Against Pollution. They were our main partners during the pipeline fight. Um, but they, you know, they're a nonprofit that started during the pipeline fight. And so they're kind of growing the way we are They're We're like a couple years ahead. So we're all learning together on like, how the heck do you build a nonprofit and do this work? And so, you know, we're very water focused, but there's a lot of just environmental issues across this County, especially concentrated in black neighborhoods. Southwest Memphis is just has been zoned for so much, you know, industrial, development that also leads to a lot of pollution. So one of the um, issues right now that's on MCAP's radar is ethylene oxide. Ethylene oxide is like a sterilization chemical. So it's really good for cleaning medical equipment and things. And so it, it has a good purpose, but the EPA recently realized it's way more toxic than they realized. 
mm. causes cancer at a much higher rate. Good God. They mm. were here in the fall, and they'll be back soon. Yeah, next week. Mm. So next where, where, so basically, do you know this area? That yeah, we're so Riverside. Yeah, it's Riverside. It's like right at like Florida and 55. Where they those new condos and stuff in? Not quite, no. It's uh, like a little bit. It's right before you hit the bridge going over the highway. Riverside, um, South Parkway East, <coughs> mm-hmm. that along I fifty five. So it's like it's um, MLK Park that 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 mm-hmm. section over there. So, so I shouldn't go over there. <laughs> don't breathe the air. No, you can go, just don't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what's keeping that that from traveling all over the county? It, <laughs> that's the thing, you know. Pollution <laughs> doesn't know they're supposed to stay in one area in right. the air, stay in one area in the water, and so you know, you, it's the issue is the concentration around the facility. But you're right, it keeps moving. And right now, actually, today, right now, when we're recording, we're under a air quality alert. And it's be yeah because you know there's a lot of pollution in the air and the clouds are there and it's hot and so all the pollutants are staying lower to the ground and so we're breathing in you know extra fumes and extra crap. What are we Uh, doing about all that? (laughs) So there was a public meeting yesterday Mm -hmm. at Oak Grove Church on Mm -hmm. Kansas, and someone made the point about the elected officials coming out, and Mm -hmm. so. Keyshawn said that they all they all have been invited. Yes. So we're talking about city council yeah. and county commission, mm-hmm. possibly the state reps. But we had one elected official that there circus. yesterday. I know. So it was Congressman Steve Cohen. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Cohen came, and so you know when you know as POA and MCAP have been kind of growing up together, like we focus on the water issues. They've really become starting to learn more and more about the air. And so, you know, when you kind of mentioned earlier about like how during the pipeline fight, we kind of brought the information and it's not just the information, but it's the regulatory boxes you got to figure out the permits and the comment periods and the, you know, it's just something to lay people just don't. Yeah. And and it's, you don't get it. And it's by design. They don't make this easy to figure out for people. So that's one of the services I think that MCAP and protector aquifer really helped provide. And so yesterday's meeting was a community meeting to raise awareness about this ethylene oxide. So EPA has said we want to make we want to make this a more stringent regulation. We want to reduce these emissions. So, yay, good. But it's the federal government. They are going to have to take two years to do the rule changing in the public comment period. And da 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 da. Meanwhile, this facility is still pumping out this nasty air. So not even in good conscience. People know that you're poisoning people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to smart about the money. You know, and the worst part, I mean, it's all bad, but like the worst part, this company, Sterilization Services of Tennessee, they've got eight employees down in South Memphis. They have two or three other facilities. One's in Virginia, and I forgot where the other one is. Those other two facilities that they own, they voluntarily reduced emissions. Mm. They voluntarily. So why did said, this one do it? I don't know. What do you, what what maybe it could be the thing? I don't know. It's a black community. It's outrageous. I mean, that's me just guessing. Well, I don't know what's going on, but yeah. No, it's like it's in Richmond, Virginia, and they vol- like one of the other ones. It wasn't the same company, but it was the same chemical. Mm-hmm. Was in a predominantly white area in Illinois. I can't remember if it was near Chicago or what, but 
Same thing. They voluntarily reduced emissions. So they're here. They're like, I don't care about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of MCAP's So was this things. on the news? It's been on the oh, news. Oh, yeah. It's been, mm-hmm. on, it's been hot no, no, in no, the no, news. No, yeah. Like, Fox 13. That's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Fox well, 13 is, has yeah. really done a great job. Yeah. Um, report. Not the only, but JB. they've done a really great job on reporting Podcast. around environmental issues. Podcast is messy. Now, back to, back to what Kelly said. <laughs> not, not using the blunt language. Remember what I t- talked about earlier? Calling the thing a thing. Mm-hmm. Not in the black communities. They mm-hmm. reduce these that hadn't been on the news anywhere, yeah. right? It hadn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, but, yeah. You know, so like this community meeting that MCAP posted yesterday is things that we've done in the past too. Is like, okay, let's give some basic information about what the issue is, what's the health effect, you know, what's the the EPA thing. Has the health department said anything about Ooh. <laughs> Y'all know I'm going to get to this. <laughs> So, y'all know yes, I'll dig it out. you know, y'all need to have Keyshawn on and talk about all this stuff. Keyshawn it's, Johnson? Uh, Keyshawn Pearson. It's actually <laughs> Justin's Justin, brother. Justin Jay's brother, older brother. Well, I didn't know y'all talking about Keyshawn. It could be Keyshawn Johnson. You know, football player. <laughs> wait, wait. I wouldn't talk to him about this, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't you don't know if that man know nothing about EJ. No, you just assuming he don't know nothing about EJ. That's why I wouldn't ask him, right? <laughs> yeah, so okay. Keyshawn Pearson is the, um, is the new executive director of MCAP. And so he was uh, working with um, Walker Holmes, um, uh, Vera Holmes to um, host this meeting yesterday. And um, anyway, pretty much what they originally tried to get the health department to use their emergency power to either shut down or force them to reduce emissions. And what happened? They said no. See, let's take it back. Before you get on that, I I got to get on my soapbox for two minutes because it goes back to what I said. Go ahead. Two whole minutes. It goes back to what I said all the time. Where, why are we not exercising the things that we are guaranteed the right? Because if that's not a health issue, then I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to this other part: who district does that belong to? A Come lot of now. people, so, county commission, city council, who, whoever represents besides Steve Cohen. City council that would be Edmund Senior County Commission. That would be Edmund Junior or or Mikhail Lowry, state rep. That would be. Um, Justin Pearson, mm. and so yeah, those are the. So was any of them at the meeting besides nobody um, at the meeting? Only Cohen and only um, wow. yeah. But Justin was represented <laughs> via MCAP. So yeah. but, but going back to the fossil foolery, number five, deny or understate the harms yep. polluting facilities cause to people and the environment. So that's how, like you say, the health department and other people and entities, they can make claims, well, it's, you know, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And then when you go or to this these, isn't the source. It's the, something yeah. else. So what's the source then? See, th- my question is, I, I, I hear Well, it's like we have arsenic. <laughs> we have arsenic in our okay, water. Me, but me, Bill Johnson, the former CEO of TVA, he says, yeah, there is arsenic in I the re- water, but we don't know how it got there. It's not ours. The, it's the, not TVA's. The, we the, can talk so, about the, that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I, I'm reading what you're saying because I looked at the, the, uh, the, the website and all that other stuff, too. Uh, but my question is, why is this not being called into question? Why are we not in court? So actually, MCAP is. So um, uh, Southern Environmental Law Center, they are a nonprofit law center, all focused on the Southeast. And they have been like one of our core partners. Like they were with us on the Bahia Pipeline stuff. Like uh-huh. they were suing the pipeline. Company. Like they are just champions out of Nashville. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they've been working with MCAP on this issue. So, you know, I'm not super up to speed on what their latest action is, but they have... Stay out of South something. Memphis, y'all. <laughs> Stay out of South Memphis because obviously it ain't safe down there. 
No, stay and fight. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying leave. I'm just like, if you get on middle down, then don't go down there. Yeah. No, I mean, it was the meeting yesterday, though, was, it's on it's on MCAP's Facebook page if you want to go find it, Memphis Community Against Pollution. And it's a you know recorded thing. And they just did a really good job of explaining the issue and let people just kind of voice concerns, tell stories, ask and just questions. ask questions. Like, you know, what, like what, what are we doing next? So Maybe we should call the DA's office, ask him to bring some charges or something. <laughs> so going back to the fight, because so that's a current fight, yeah. and then going back to the pipeline fight, mm-hmm. and I want to tie, tie in with um, Caesar. So that was just a process uh, that, that trust Caesar. there was a process <laughs> that took place. We would um, go to the Civil Rights Museum, have a press conference, we would rally. Why are y'all having it over there? March down Main Street, go to City Hall, speak again, more press. We had emails going, a lot of mm-hmm. blogging, communications, mm-hmm. social media, and all of that over and over and over again, over and over and over again. Well, meantime, people were asking Mayor Strickland about the pipeline. Right. And he well, didn't I'm sure he took and that, he yeah. didn't he went for a while before he would say anything. And then at some point he Make said sure that he was waiting to hear back. <laughs> on Caesar's report yep. before yep. he took a position. But well, how can you but take then, all, all Caesar took two hundred thousand dollars. How are you gonna get to, you can't believe but that they say? Then MCAP brought Al Gore to town for a rally. Mm-hmm. Oh no. At the park. What's the park over yes. there by Mitchell? Uh, Alonzo Weaver. Alonzo Weaver Park. Mr. We, Mr. we had we had six hundred plus people no, from crazy. all over at this rally. The next day our native daughter, Sybil Shepherd, mm-hmm. joined us in a march. The next day, our native Sybil son, Shepherd? yeah, Justin Timberlake, he tweeted about the pipeline live from a concert. Mm-hmm. And so you have all these national people talking, plus other people were on board, shout Danny to, Glover and some other boy, people. Yeah, and, and just imagine you have all these national figures talking about something going on in your town and you haven't commented on it. So after yeah. that, that's when he finally said something. Well, I'll give y'all a little insight to Did Caesar because, because what? Who? So, he was in England. Go ahead. Well. So, so you know, to get because you know, I, I'm kind of dragging Caesar's name through the, the mud. No, they really do great work, but they are part of an institution. You know, that's one of the things where it's like. You know, when we talk about MLGW or the health department, like individual humans that work there, they're good people, but they work for these entities that... Like you work there. Yeah. So, I mean, I was there and yeah. I was like trying to be what I thought was a voice of reason. It was just like, like, okay. So... <laughs> you ain't getting no 200000 <laughs> I didn't get the Rambo money. Actually, but yeah. Well, one of the things I will say with the, with the Strickland thing, like, so Caesar at the time, like, they wouldn't do anything public, but what they were doing, and I was in on these meetings... What we were doing is meeting individually with state reps, with Mayor Strickland, with whoever wanted to talk about it, but it was in secret. But we did have these conversations, and I can tell you what was said in them. They said, you're going through a well field. That is a bad idea. There's a breach in the clay layer. There's a direct opportunity for pollution to get in. Like, this is not something that's... what the clay is there for. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, behind closed doors, they were saying, hey, this isn't a good idea. 
but they would never come out publicly and say and like make a stance against it. Then that's a bad idea. Then I know. So I mean, I'm, I'm just not, not if, saying if you if you can't if we see that's part of the problem because they have the information. If we yeah. can't publicly yeah. say you're doing wrong and we're going to fix this for the good of the citizens of Shelby County and Memphis, then then you're BSing the people. Yeah. Then you're BSing you're the lying. people. You're lying and to you're the criminal. people. Criminal. And you're cr- <laughs> yeah. you should be criminal. held accountable. And these are the things we talk about when we want to talk about the 15 year old doing this and that. Not that yeah. they're not, but this is criminal. Right. That Poverty is a, is a crime and yeah. it's violent. And, and, and we, that's how you treat people. It's just like shooting Silence. people in the street. Yeah. Silence can be violent. And that's exactly. what it was in that moment. And mm-hmm. so we had that meeting with Mary Strickland and his whole team. And, you know, it was all at the same time that Pearl was talking about those events happening. And so, you know, you know, Strickland was really concerned when we had that meeting with him. And I was dropping facts in the chat and links. And I'm like, he was concerned. <laughs> he was. He shed a tear. I don't know about that. But uh, anyway, so he eventually came out and and was and came out against it. So, that was good. Okay, so I so one more thing as it relates to that, um you mentioned SELC and they're still involved and mm-hmm. the EPA is coming back next week. So, one of the issues surrounding the pipeline was they were in court because the pipeline, like I said, they mm-hmm. never had everything they needed. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they needed were two parcels. And so SELC represented two or three parcels. They represented the um, the property owners in court, and they were victorious. You want to speak to that briefly? Yeah, and that was also um, Birch Porter Johnson, local law firm here. They did pro bono representation. Mm-hmm. And so these, you know, this... This company tried to use eminent domain to take land from the owners that didn't want to give an easement, didn't want to sign the paper. And so, you know, we know eminent domain is normally for like, you need to expand a sidewalk or something, not a crude oil pipeline that a private company is profiting and off it's of. it's supposed to benefit the entire community. Exactly. Like and so, so they sued these three different landowners. All three of them were black. All three of them had had multi-generational land. Wow. And they said no. And so, um, you know, Southern Environmental Law Center and Birch Porter Johnson and MCAP and these landowners all were on this lawsuit together saying, you don't have this authority to even do this. And um, ultimately, um, it was uh, Judge Felicia Corbin Johnson, who is this judge. And this is all during COVID, you know, so these are like virtual courtroom mm-hmm. hearings. <laughs> she was so awesome. She'd be like, let's go around the room and introduce yourself. And like, you don't do that in a courtroom. And so it'd be like two pipeline attorneys. And then it would be like, hi, I'm an intern. And I just care a lot about, you know, MCAP and, and the water. And it would just be all these stories. And so the judge was like, oh, everyone's like, the judge is like, oh, they're going to side with the MCAP for sure. But anyway, so long story short, um, when the pipeline company pulled the project, they also pulled the lawsuits. So they decided to not sue these, you know, um, these landowners. So that eventually was remedied. But the folks that did sign the papers to give easement access, some of them or that 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 paper still exists. So they still have potential access to some of these line to some of this land. All right. So we're about to um, wind down. Kelly or Jet, did you have another question? I got a plug on um, some aquifer action if I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Did y'all have anything else? If not, yeah, I'm going to let her have the final comment and then you can do your questions. Okay. Cool. So, um, Right now, Protector Aquifer does have a current campaign going on. Um, looking back down at Southwest Memphis, Davis Wellfield, um, from a Caesar study, um, we have found that there is arsenic in the shallow aquifer, and it is on its way to the drinking water field. Hmm. 
And TVA... How we get it out of there. <laughs> so how we get it out of there is a whole issue, and nobody wants to pay for that cleanup because everyone's saying, not our arsenic, not our problem. We don't know how it got there. Well, exactly. So TVA, Tennessee Valley Authority, remember they used to burn the coal to, to power our electricity. Now they built a big gas methane plant still in that same area right across the street from the coal ash all around where this arsenic is. So common sense would lend, you know, the arsenic's TVAs. With that aside, TVA currently is pumping and buying about 5 million gallons of aquifer water from MLGW every day just to cool that plant. Nobody's drinking it. It's just to cool the plant. And so our big concern... Ah, it gets hot. Are you very wasting hot. my... You wasting the good... Why you can't get the... Why the river water? Oh, my God, that's river the question. Water. That is the question. Their original plan, their original plan was to recycle wastewater from the wastewater plant across the street. Styles before, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's use, a, it's some that boo, use some of that boo-boo water. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you got to pre-treat it, clean it up a little bit so it doesn't scale the equipment. I don't care about it. Otherwise, it's cooling water. And so that is what we're asking them to go back to that original plan. TVA and Best, TVA invest in a real way in Memphis, build this treatment plant, right. use that, and not be sucking five million gallons of aquifer a water day. a day. A, a day. damn, a, a doggone day. day. You yep. using my good drinking water. <laughs> and so the more they pump, the faster that pollution is getting pulled down. So it's like this ticking time bomb, and no one's saying the arsenic's theirs, but if the, if the arsenic hits an MLGW well, then who's in charge of it? MLGW and the ratepayers have to pay for that cleanup. I'm not paying. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you go to protectouraquifer.org slash now, if you go to our now page, we've got an email that will send a, um, an email f- ready to go to MLGW board. And we're trying to get the board and CEO McGowan um, on board to push TVA for this. And then we're going to be doing another round of campaign later next we month. We're trying to get him on Focus the show. on TVA. He won't come on here. Ooh, right. get McGowan on. We'll get him. Yeah, we'll get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to get Mary and Shelby County to come on here. He's going to come on here. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. Yeah, too. All right. Well, all in all, it's been informative. I won't even say Thank you so fun. much. Yeah, it's been Thank very Thank you for having me. It's such a good really, conversation. I was really reluctant to have you. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you would come and talk about, like, Bottle water. I don't know what it is. Oh, they no. say Aquaman, Aquawater. I don't know. Aqua girl. That's all I'm saying. Water warrior. We're, we're, we're all water warriors, baby. <laughs> One more thing, real quick. What what what's some good water filters to use in your home? Ooh, you know, so there's those kind that attach just like straight up to your faucet. Um, there's like the Brita type. There's the Pure type. Any of those work? Bro, you got in that job? No, you're gonna get one for. For all of us. There you go. You gotta try it. Try them all. But for you know, me, Jed and Tony, you're gonna get us. Uh, or even if you use, you know, like refrigerator yeah, filter water. The, the the trick is you gotta replace your filter. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But yeah. I mean, because like the water source is great, literally the best. It's the old pipes. Mm-hmm. And that wa- bottled water, sorry to say, it's gonna have plastic and other chemicals in it. So yeah, it, it seems yeah. like it's better. It's not better. I'm and you sorry. can see the ratings <laughs> on it. Uh, the it's like, where was this? All that. Some of the plastics are garbage. And this one was pumped out of Pasadena, Texas, the public water supply. Yeah, and you know what's in Pasadena, Texas? Hundreds of chemical refineries. Yeah. Do not drink bottled water, y'all. Get yourself a filter and drink that good tap water. And I can't believe we <laughs> never got a. Uh, lawsuit regarding these guys who were using tap water. Oh my God! Well, they, you know, we selling us water. We yeah. paid for it in the beginning. Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, um, it's but it, 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 it's, it's been 
a pleasure having you on there. Uh, hopefully, we can get you back someday. Yeah, this is time. totally informative. <laughs> right. Ms. Sarah Houston of Memphis's Protect Your Aquifer, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on. And as before we leave, as we do with all first-time guests, Ooh. I have three questions that I ask every one of our first-time guests. And these Bring three it on. questions allow <laughs> our audience to get to know our guests very, very, very intimate. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, without having to ask so much intimate questions. Okay. Uh, did you right. say uh, <laughs> Yeah, the word intimate. I'm like, I'm just scared now. <laughs> two caveats to this question is you can't list any of your own works and your Bible cannot be an answer. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, question number one. What is, you look nervous, what is your favorite book and or author? Ooh. I'll say favorite book of the moment. Favorite book of the moment. I'm rereading it. It's called Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown. She's a cool freedom fighter in her own right in Detroit. And Emergent Strategy is all about how do you build change and do it in a way that is good for people. And it's about ad- readapting your strategy. And that sounds good. It's good. And, it, and she's funny and sassy, too. And it's kind of like a workbook. So you can kind of flip around. And anyway, so that's my current my current fave. And it's kind of helping me with my protector aquifer stuff. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I guess that would help. Did you write that down, then? <laughs> yeah, I, I sure did. Uh, question number two. What is your favorite movie and or television show? Ooh, Ooh. okay. Oh, um, okay, I'd say favorite movie is super cheesy. It's um, Under the Tuscan Sun. Okay. <laughs> Kelly's like, what the Is that hell? the one where she's uh, in Italy? <laughs> yeah. Oh it's God. so dumb, but. Super cheap. It is that's such good. a cheap thing. These things allow us to get to know you, though, know, the yeah. things you like, right? Outside of work, when you're done working and grinding, what did you do? <laughs> what do you do, right? Question number three. Uh, we had an argument on this show yet. Okay, we got to get one in, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, question number three. If I were to grab your car keys, hop in your ride right now. You didn't ride the bike, did you? Ooh. If I grab your car keys, hop in your ride right now and turn on that ignition switch, whether it's MP3 player, whatever you listen to currently, oh. what would I be listening to in Sarah's car? Oh, in Sarah's car. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, let's see. I do a lot of MIA uh, Santa Gold. <laughs> hey, what's in my? Um, it's a. She's a. Um, I think she's based in London, but she's like a um, Middle you, Eastern lady. But I, she's I like, you know her, Tony, because you smiling like a Chester cat. I listen to all types of music. Yes. I don't even know what MIE is. What is that? <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get. We'll, we'll, we'll let you. What, we'll, what we'll, you know, of, what's, the, what's the genre? She's. It's kind of like. Is that her name? Like, MIE? Yeah, that's yeah, her name. It's yeah. kind of like pop. Maya. Yeah, like so pop her name is rock. Maya. Like, no, it's no. Just Maya. No, no, it's, no, it's M-I-A. M-I-A. Mm-hmm. That's Maya. I understand. Google it's it. an acronym, mm-hmm. but she What's goes it? by MIA. What she does the acronym stand for? Missing an I don't actually know. No. That part <laughs> we don't know. It's like, God, you know, you like the song Paper Planes. All I want to do is pop. That's one of her big hits. Okay, yeah, but she does a lot of really good stuff. Okay. It's like it's like pump you up and like bad girl stuff yeah. and like uh. workout music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things like stuff. Instagram yeah. real music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instagram <laughs> real music. Okay, gotcha. yeah. All right, that's good. All stuff. right, <laughs> all right. It's been good. Then I, I enjoy that. And before I leave you, one last thing I want to say about protect the aquifer and water and things like that. Uh, you know, y'all guys know I'm not a big spiritual religious churchy guy at all but one thing is true whether you, whether you believe in science or you believe in God or you science is your God it doesn't matter um, 
when you look at Genesis, when you look at Genesis, Genesis 1, um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was all over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God said, let there be light. Before God invented anything, and that by that passage, water was water already was there. Because water is life. Water is life. All right? And so with that being said. Come on, wait till you right. I love that. I love that. Right. just came through. Amen. Amen. Okay. I do. That's what I do. So, so, so he scores one little, he's. He quotes one little scripture. Now he's the man. <laughs> well, I just, I oh just said God. Jack came through with a scripture today. Oh, oh, that, that's the unbelievable. Right, I can't. I, I'm oh, so I, shocked. I have studied. I studied oh, the religions of Abraham. I studied Bible through and through. That's why. But I know you God know, is you know what I'm laughing at is because I Kelly is sitting over there, you know, with his cross on, and you gave a scripture, <laughs> and he is so <laughs> shocked. Those are the heathenness when ones have to wear it everywhere. I've always said if I if you come to me with a company asking to buy asking me to support your service or anything and it's called heavenly blessed hands anything I don't trust you right so when you wear it like that I got a I got an eye on you like that right okay but we had an argument today and with that we're gonna close right now all right thank you for coming thank on Miss Sarah so we look forward thank to having you, you again thank you this was great yeah. yeah all in all it's been a ball if it uh, looks like we can fall and fall away no 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 stop stop right there oh, there you go uh, this has been nine on one voices and votes podcast brought to you by one. 18 Media LLC. And if it looks like we're getting smaller and smaller, because we're getting farther, farther away. Holla. A double jack. This has been a 118 Media production.